Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Rex Sherman is a demon that walks among us. A predator that ruined families. The Lisk Long Island Serial Killer podcast was shocked when the news broke of Rex Hewerman's arrest. After more than a decade of searching, law enforcement officials had finally pieced together enough evidence to bring formal charges against Rex Hewerman. Initially charged with three murders, Hewerman is now officially charged with all four deaths in the Gilgo 4 case. I'm your host, Chris Moss, and the List Podcast will be releasing new episodes with interviews and fresh insight on the case as Rex Hewerman awaits trial in Long Island. While we are relieved by the arrest, the List Podcast team will be working hard to share new developments and perspectives as we get them. So please keep your eyes and ears out for new episodes, and if you haven't already, please listen to seasons one and two of Lisk Long Island Serial Killer, wherever you listen to podcasts. As the third rock from the sun makes another 360-degree twirl around the blazing life force, we here at Human Monsters felt a recap of the year and all the shocking crimes the inhabitants of this blue planet got up to is a fitting theme for our last two episodes of the year. We might be the only species that possesses free will, but Homo sapiens have throughout history made incredibly stupid, frightening, and inhuman decisions and actions. People claim to have emotions like compassion, love, understanding, and forgiveness, but as you will see, there are some who seem to be ordinary, well-adjusted members of our society, but what lies beneath is often the darkness of emotions like hate, anger, lust, greed, and selfishness. They say hindsight is twenty-twenty, but as you will find out today, history sometimes repeats itself. Humans are slow to learn, and sometimes it's impossible to keep the monster inside at bay. Join me as we take a look at what 2022 delivered in the category of the worst crimes of 2022. The unbalance it causes when those who are supposed to protect and serve us 
turn into the people we need to be rescued from, can leave a once trusting and welcoming community scared into distrust and suspicion. Newly hired sheriff's deputy, 28-year-old Austin Edwards, had only been at his new job a couple of days when he decided to do the unthinkable. He drove his red Kia Soul from Washington County in Virginia, where he had just entered his new appointment on the 16th of November 2022, to Riverside, California. The former state trooper had been catfishing a 15-year-old girl and decided that it was time his fantasies came to life. Neighbors of the girl made two calls to police on the morning of 25th of November, first reporting that there was a suspicious man parked in their driveway, repeatedly getting in and out of his car. The second call was much more urgent, as the neighbor reported the man was now kidnapping his 15-year-old neighbor, who at the time was wearing no pants or shoes. When officers arrived at the scene, the house from which the girl had been kidnapped was on fire. After entering the home, officers discovered Edwards had murdered his captive's grandparents and her mother. 38-year-old Brooke Wyneck, 65-year-old Sherry Wyneck, and her husband Mark Wyneck lost their lives on Black Friday at the hands of Edwards, who had made the 2,500-mile trip in one go. The chase ended when the girl managed to escape in the San Bernardino area, and a shootout ensued, during which Edwards lost his life. In Idaho, an attack took place on the 13th of November, 2022, that had distinct Gainesville Ripper and Ted Bundy nuances. Four students were brutally stabbed as they lay in bed asleep in their on-campus lodgings. Each of the victims had been stabbed at least ten times, which speaks of a crime of passion. The town of Moscow woke up to the news that four students from the University of Idaho had been brutally murdered. Madison Morgan, Kaylee Goncalves, Zana Chernobyl, and Ethan Chapin all had returned at about 1.45 in the morning after enjoying the Moscow nightlife when an unknown person or persons entered their 3-4 apartment building and butchered the students who were sleeping on the second and third floor. A fifth person who was sleeping on the first floor apartment was left completely untouched. There appears to be no forced entry, but it is a well-known fact that the code to the keypad of the apartment building is no secret. So far, police have been keeping their cards close to their chest, but we do know that all the possible subjects, including those who had interactions with the victims, were all between the ages of 20 and 21. No suspects nor any motive has yet been established. Our next case takes us across the pond to England, where police claim they have arrested the most prolific baby killer of the 21st century. The nurse of a neonatal hospital is accused of killing seven babies and attempting to kill ten more by injecting air or embolisms or in some cases, insulin, into their veins. 32-year-old Lucy Letby from Manchester is currently on trial for the murders. 
She is facing charges of the murder of five infant girls and two infant boys, as well as 22 charges for 17 victims. It appears that she tried to kill one baby three times, and that those babies she did not succeed in killing would more than likely be affected in their development now and later in life. The mother of one of the babies had allegedly walked in on the serial killer nurse as she was injecting the child. When she confronted the nurse, Lucy replied that the mother should trust her because she is a nurse. Her crimes date back to the Countess of Chester Hospital as far back as 2015. Suspicion fell on the nurse after the hospital had to report a high rate of infant deaths, and the only common denominator was Lucy, who had moved to a night shift a couple of years ago. This case is still ongoing. On the 14th of October, a 67-year-old man has been arrested for the murder and dismemberment of four men in Okmulgee, Oklahoma. The four were last seen riding their bikes before they were found brutally murdered and dismembered. The four men's remains were discovered in a scrapyard a week after one of the men's wives reported them missing. Joe Kennedy was arrested in a stolen vehicle after the remains were found. There were signs of a violent altercation outside the scrapyard, and it had been speculated that the interaction occurred because the men were going to rob the premises. All the men seemed to have died of gunshot wounds. It appears that the men had never met Kennedy before. The victims' names were Mark and Bill Castain, Mike Sparks, and Alex Stevens. Although police are reluctant to call him a suspect, preferring to use the term person of interest, he is also under scrutiny for another shooting. When a cop in New York left his eight-year-old son to freeze in 19-degree weather because he soiled himself, the people of New York City once again had to question what kind of person becomes a police officer. The father, who had left the child dying of hypothermia in an unheated garage, has already been sentenced. The murder of the child follows complaints by both teachers and the biological mother about the father's treatment of the child. The mother had a record stretching back two years of the abuse that took place on the eight-year-old Thomas before his death. Instead of charging the police officer, the judge believed the officer when he said the mother is unstable and instead charged the mother. The mother told authorities time and time again that the father was going to kill his son and that Thomas had lost 11 pounds in nine months when he was supposed to be growing. Teachers reported that the children would come to school hungry and were often found looking in the trash cans for food. Over a dozen calls were made to social services reporting the abuse that included blackened eyes and bruises. The mother is currently suing and outing every official involved in failing her son. Michael Velva kept his sons Anthony and Thomas in the garage for 16 hours without heat, blankets, food, or a way to relieve themselves. When Thomas soiled himself on the morning of the 15th of January, Michael dragged him outside and after undressing him, grabbed the hose pipe in the garden and started to spray his son down in the freezing cold 
with icy water. Neighbors hear Michael shout, Oh, you cold? Boo fucking who? Shortly after this vile act, Thomas collapsed, never to wake up again. After putting Thomas into a warm bath, he finally called 911 after an hour. This is a recording of that call. 11 Bittersweet Lane, Cinema Richards, New York, 11934. 11 Bittersweet, nearest street on the corner? Yes. Are you off no. of uh, Barberry? Sure, what's your name? My name is Michael. I'm a police officer with the city of New York. My son, I think he's... I don't know if he's breathing or not. I don't know if his heart stopped. He fell down on his way to the bus. He banged his head pretty good. I brought him in, and I'm doing CPR right now. All right. How old is he? Eight years old. Okay. Do, do you need any instructions, sir? Um, I just need somebody to get here quick. Listen, I, I, already, I already sent them, okay? Help okay. is already on the way. Do you need any other kind of help? Not All right, is your front door unlocked for them? Yeah. All right, keep on doing CPR. We already sent help, okay? Okay, come on. 30. All right, I'm going to hang up now. Is that all right? Do you need me for anything? No, just please get somebody here. Okay, we're going to get somebody right there, okay? ETA? We're getting one right now. They're on the road. Yeah, he's not breathing. Keep going until someone takes over or tells you to stop. They're uh, less than a minute out, sir. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Michael lied to the operator when he claimed he did not know what happened and that Thomas had been running to catch a school bus, fell, and for no apparent reason did not get up. Michael and his girlfriend both were arrested. It's suspected that the only reason he even had custody of the children was not to pay child support. It would also come to light that the garage was where the two boys were forced to sleep and live when they were at home. After a short deliberation, 
the jury believed he acted with a depraved heart, and he was found guilty on four charges of child endangerment and one of murder. Sentencing will be decided in 2023. In Iowa, two teenagers decided that the grade their Spanish teacher gave them was enough motive to take her life. Willard Miller and Jeremy Goodale killed 66-year-old Nohima Grayer because Willard was frustrated about her giving him a low grade, which brought down his overall GPA. The boys, who were 16 at the time of the crime, had stalked the elderly woman and plotted her death on Snapchat. The two established that she liked to take an afternoon walk in a local park at 4 p.m. They followed her into the park on the 3rd of November, beat her to death with a baseball bat, and hid her body under a tarp, a wheelbarrow, and railway sleepers. The two will be charged as adults, and the trial is still underway. Christopher Francis Quiney has been arrested at a Connecticut bus stop regarding the murder and dismemberment of his 11-month-old baby. The arrest of the 31-year-old man follows a two-week manhunt by local police and the FBI, which ended when a member of the community recognized the fugitive. The arrest follows the discovery of his baby daughter's remains in his home in Naugatuck, near New Haven, on the 18th of November. The baby girl had been stabbed, choked, and dismembered. He is facing charges of murder with special circumstances and involving a minor. No motive has as yet been established. In Saskatchewan, Canada, between the hours of 6 o'clock in the morning and 11.45 at night, two brothers in the James Smith Cree Nation Reserve went on an unimaginable killing spree, killing so far 12 and injuring 18. The attacks that took place on the 4th of September seemed random in some cases, while planned in others. 30-year-old Miles and 31-year-old Damien fled after the attack and a manhunt ensued. The victims were found across 13 different locations and emergency alerts were issued, warning people in the areas the fugitives might be there to find shelter. Damien's body was later found near the USA border. He had neither committed suicide nor died of natural causes. Miles was arrested on the 7th of October without incident, and it appears that he is responsible for the death of not only the 11 victims of the spree attack, but also that of Damien. A man has been arrested in Johannesburg, South Africa, for the murder of six sex workers. The arrest follows an investigation after 20-year-old Safiso Mikwanazi came under the police's radar after he was seen with the last victim. A search was conducted at the premises his father owned, where he was operating a panel beating service. Not only did police find the missing woman's body, but also those of five others in various stages of decomposition, hidden in vehicles and other spots on the property. Safiso has been arrested for rape last year, but that case has not yet been finalized.
So far, he has only been charged with the murder of the last victim, and he has recanted his original statement, claiming his father and a police official coerced him into making the addition. There also appears to be more sex workers missing, and it's feared that the youngest man arrested for serial killing in South Africa must have more victims. On the 30th of November, the case of murder against Taylor Parker for the murder of Reagan Hancock and her unborn baby finally came to a conclusion. Taylor had befriended Reagan on Facebook purely for the reason of stealing her baby. The two grew so close that Taylor even attended her victim's engagement party. It appears that in a desperate attempt to keep her boyfriend, Taylor told him that she was pregnant even though she had a hysterectomy. The boyfriend seemed to be completely oblivious to the lie, but his mother knew something was wrong and tried to warn her son. Even the clinic she claimed to be visiting for her checkups contacted her and told her to stop posting on social media that she is pregnant. They knew she had her hysterectomy in that very clinic. The 29-year-old Taylor already had two children from two other men. On the 9th of October 2020, she visited Reagan, attacked her, cut out the baby, and sped off, with the placenta and the umbilical cord still attached. When a Texas trooper pulled her over, she shoved the placenta and the umbilical cord into her pants and told the trooper that she had just given birth. The trooper immediately alerted EMTs, but when they tried to help her, she refused medical care. At about the same time, Reagan's mother found the badly mutilated body with her stomach cut open in an apartment that resembled something straight from a horror movie. When Taylor was arrested, officers asked her for the murder weapon, and she assured them that the, she left the scalpel at the apartment. During the autopsy, the weapon was retrieved still inside Reagan's body. So far, she has been found guilty of the murder of both her victims, since the baby did not survive. The death penalty has not yet been ruled out. A suspect has been arrested in the shooting incident in the parking garage of the University of Virginia, which left three dead and two wounded. The incident that took place just after the Idaho killings took place ended with 22-year-old Christopher Jones Jr. fleeing the scene. He was apprehended the following day. One of his victims, Devin Chandler, was shot while he was sleeping on the bus, which they had been occupying after an away game. Lavelle David Jr. and Sean Perry were also fatally shot after the Cavaliers' football match. The shooter had a brief altercation with his victims earlier, but nothing noteworthy, but later he claimed that he reached a breaking point after constant bullying. Christopher already had charges against him, stemming from a hit-and-run incident in 2021, as well as the charge of carrying a concealed weapon without a license. Three charges of murder and a count of using a weapon while committing a felony have now been added to those charges. There is speculation that incidents of bullying had led to the massacre, but this will still be determined in a court of law. The shooter had, however, definitely targeted certain individuals.
In Chicago, a woman had been arrested for the murder and dismemberment of her landlord in September. Other tenants had described the woman as being a problematic and scary tenant. Apparently, 36-year-old Sandra Kalalak has been charged with murder after she attacked her landlord, 69-year-old Frances Walker, after Sandra had been given notice to move out. Her apartment was the scene of a bloodbath, and in the fridge, several parcels containing the remains of her landlord sealed her fate. She attempted to hide evidence and briefly evaded capture, but soon was taken into custody. Neighbors alerted the police after hearing screams from the woman's apartment and then not seeing the victim for a couple of days, which was unlike her. The case is currently in court. With the USA having reported almost 300 mass shootings this year alone, it was difficult to decide which cases to mention because they are all so tragic and pointless. One of the most noteworthy shooting incidents was the Highland Park mass shooting, which happened during the 4th of July celebrations in Illinois. The shooting began about 10 minutes after the Independence Day parade had begun. Seven people were killed in the attack and 48 wounded by shrapnel and bullets. Robert Eugene Como III had taken stance on top of a medical building, from where he had a perfect view for the attack. The shooter used a semi-automatic rifle and was apprehended eight hours after the attack. Robert had dropped his firearm while escaping, which led police directly to his front door. It's believed that he had planned the attack for weeks and even dressed in women's clothing to escape being caught. His motives for the attack still remain unclear. An elder from a Southern California megachurch has been charged with the murder of her daughter, whom she had adopted after fostering the girl. The elder's parents have also been taken into custody in connection with the death of 11-year-old Arabella. The father, who was a Border Patrol officer, killed himself in front of officers before he could answer any questions. Arabella and her two sisters were abused by Letitia McCormick and her relatives for years while they were living in San Diego. The 49-year-old adoptive mother and her parents, Adele Tom and Stanley Tom, would be held accountable for the abuse after the father, Brian, committed suicide in his truck. The children were fostered from 2017 and finally adopted in 2019, according to the biological mother. Letitia was a volunteer and elder at the Rock Church in San Diego, which is led by NFL player Miles McPherson. The children were homeschooled, but regardless of this, all checks and balances regarding the adoption and fostering of the children were in place. The children were starved to the point of malnutrition. On the 30th of August, officers responded to a 911 call of a child in distress. Arabella was rushed to hospital, but her emaciated body was in such a state of starvation that she had literally died of hunger. Details regarding the rest of the injuries and condition of the children has not yet been released, but officers did say that bruises in various stages of healing were found on all the children. 
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The family of a Philadelphia man who is 72 years old is outraged and shocked after the attack on their loved one by a group of teenagers. Authorities say that Samuel Lambert died after being attacked first by two teenagers and then by seven more in May of this year. The entire incident has been captured on video. The attack happened near the center of town at about 2.30 in the morning. The video that has been released shows the teenagers hitting their elderly victim with an array of objects, including a traffic cone. CCTV footage also shows the teenager who had been recording the attack on his cell phone. Samuel eventually passed away from the severe head wounds he suffered during the attack. These teenagers all now face charges of murder during what is described as an unprecedented rise in crime amongst youth in the city. The surge has become so problematic that a curfew has been implemented for all under the age of 18 years old. A 35-year-old mother who decapitated her son and the family dog has recently been found unfit to stand trial. Although she did confess to the murder, she claims she had been attacked by the devil. Tasha Heft faced first-degree murder charges in Missouri for the killing and decapitation of her six-year-old son, Carlos Stevens. When officers arrived at the scene, they found the child's head in the living room and the body in the kitchen. The mother refused to open the door for officers while singing, and the louder the officers banged on the door, the louder she sang. Officers forced themselves into the home after observing hair, blood, and body matter on the porch and on the door. Officers responded after Tasha herself made a call on the 22nd of February to the 911 operator requesting assistance. She claimed that the devil was trying to attack her before hanging up. Officers had responded to the residence after a report five days earlier regarding a break-in. Therefore, they knew there were more children in the residence. After arresting Tasha, who was covered from head to toe in blood, with cuts on her hands, they discovered the decapitated body of the family dog in the basement. Tasha confessed that she killed her son in the bathtub. Family members said she seemed to be fine, and a good mother, but that she had been having problems and used drugs, 
specifically meth. Recently, she had also been having hallucinations, more than likely caused by the use of meth. It appears that the other children were not at home, and Tasha has been sent to a psychiatric hospital for treatment. A former Food Network contestant has been convicted of the murder of her three-year-old foster child. In a fit of rage, the 30-year-old woman beat the child to death. Ariel Robinson, who was the winner of the Worst Cooks in America reality show, was found guilty of homicide and child abuse. The trial ended in May of this year in Greenville, South Carolina. Victoria, or Tori Smith's mother, told the court that she already had two older children and that her partner had left, which left her no other option than to seek help from social services. Tori died on the 14th of January, 2021, at their Simpsonville home from blunt force trauma and internal bleeding. One doctor testified that it is the worst case of child abuse he had ever seen. Ariel and her husband were arrested one day before the official adoption of Tori would have taken place. Ariel, who was a middle school teacher and part-time comedian and a parenting podcast host, already had two biological children and two children from relatives living with her. Social media posts rave about their blended family. Photographs of Tori, however, show bruises in various stages of healing including marks around her neck and a black eye. Ariel was a stay-at-home mom when the crime occurred. On the day of Tori's murder, witnesses heard the sound of Ariel giving the toddler a beating with a belt. The beating was delivered because the little girl was not eating her pancakes fast enough. Ariel's husband had entered the room where the beating of the child was taking place and finding Ariel standing over an unconscious Tory told her that this time she had gone too far. They tried to remedy the damage by giving Tori a warm Epsom salt bath and baby Tylenol, but it was too late. By the time emergency services were called, Tori had already gone into cardiac arrest. Jerry pled guilty to aiding and abetting homicide by child abuse. He claimed never to have abused the children, but that his wife regularly beat Tori every time with a different object. All the children have been placed back into the social service system for their own protection. Ariel pled not guilty and said that it was the husband who killed Tori. Ariel was sentenced to life in prison, and her husband still awaits his sentence. In Paradise, Texas, a 30-year-old FedEx driver has been charged with the abduction of a 7-year-old girl. Tanner Horner confessed to police that he had abducted Athena Strand. Tanner was a contract worker at the time of the abduction when he had to make a delivery at Athena's parents' home, which is isolated in a rural area. Athena had exited her bus on the 30th of November to return home where she lived with her stepmother and her father. She seems to have had an argument and the stepmother assumed that Athena had gone to her room. She continued cooking dinner, but once she realized the child was not in her room, she immediately raised the alarm. An amber alert was not immediately issued because it was not the first time she had walked away from home and could not be found.
a massive search was conducted. Police believed that Athena was probably killed within the first hour of her abduction. On the following afternoon, the Amber Alert was finally issued. Descriptions of her wearing jeans with flowers and brown boots were distributed. In the attempt to collect data, FedEx was contacted, and the company cooperated and handed over their digital footprint. Turns out, the family had a package delivered that very day. It appears Tanner had abducted her from her parents' property. Tanner gave police three different locations before they found her body. She was found about six miles away from Boyd, Texas. The manner of death has not yet been revealed. We end this edition of 2022 Crimes with the arrest this year of a man who had been on the run for 12 years for the honor killing of his two teenage daughters in Texas. The father felt his children were disobeying him and were not respecting their Muslim faith by dating boys. He took the stand in his own defense and was sentenced to life in prison on the 22nd of August, 2022. He is accused of shooting his 17-year-old daughter, Sarah, and his 18-year-old daughter, Amina, by emptying his gun and reloading. Sarah had nine bullet wounds, according to her autopsy. His brother and his son had been harboring the fugitive and will each be serving 10 years in prison. During the trial, it came to light that Jassar Zaid had been sexually abusing his daughters from a young age, but due to pressure from the family, the girls retracted their complaint against their father. The mother of the girls, Patricia Owens, was married to Jassar at the age of 15 and claims that the abuse started immediately after the wedding. She repeatedly tried to leave, but always returned, despite the abuse she and her girls endured. The nail in the coffin for the accused was that, despite being shot nine times, Sarah managed to call 911 and identified her father as her killer. What's going on, ma'am? I'm dying, that's what's up. Serving fire department. Ma'am, are you still there? Ma'am, are you still there? All I've got is she's telling me she's dying. I'm getting... I've got a... Why are you still there, ma'am? Ma'am, what is your address? This episode was written by Misdemeanor. Thank you for listening to Human Monsters in 2022. Happy New Year and enjoy the batch to come in 2023. Bye for now. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. 
See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.